police in the morning. Con Tony Todd delivers his most powerful and evil performance as Shadow, an executed and resurrected serial killer who invades a women's prison in search of the girl known only as Solitaire. Solitaire senses her impending doom and prepares to single-handedly take on Shadow and his army of zombies in a supernatural martial arts showdown. Shadow, Dead Riot is a unique stylistic fusion of Asian-style action, zombie horror, and women's prison drama. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, the final week of Women's Prison Month. You just heard the back of the DVD case for Shadow Dead Riot from 2006. Boy, did we save the best for last. So let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Spoiler alerts, friends. Where are we starting, Paul? Let's start with the top first. I think that uh, seems appropriate. All right, so for me, number three. This movie always has something going on. It might be filler action, unnecessary nudity, or, you know, like pregnancy subplots, but there's never downtime. Shit's always going on, and it keeps you into it. Number two, Tony Todd. I, I, I don't think I have to say any more, but you know, he always has such a great commanding presence on screen. No matter what movie it is, no matter what's going on, he's the focus, he's got all the attention, and he deserves it. And number yeah. one... The action sequences. The, there's fights. There's zombie hordes. There's, you know, rioting. There's shooting. There's so much action, and pretty much all of it is over the top with heads fucking exploding and, you know, garden implements being used as weapons. And, you know, it's just good old fashioned fun action. As it should be. Number three, Tony Todd is a great actor, and he makes an amazing psychopathic serial killer, and this is one of his best performances as Shadow. He was just just creepy and, like, you know, had this presence about him. He just completely made the role. I don't think many other actors could quite pull that off. Number two, there is lots of blood and violence throughout the film. There's rarely a dull moment throughout the hour-and-a-half runtime. Everything flowed very smoothly. I was entertained basically the entire way through. And number one, I actually really like the practical effects. They were top-notch. Hey, explosions, blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. Zombie makeup. Fantastic. This movie's a good example of um, practical effects being... Like, well-done practical effects being superior to modern CGI. Well, on to the bottom three. For me, number three. This prison looks so dilapidated and like it's about to fall apart... There is no way any kind of program would be run out of this prison. No. Number two. There's not enough screen time for some of the actors in this movie. Aaron Brown, you know, most most famously known as Misty Monday, doesn't get enough screen time. Tony Todd, although the main villain, doesn't get enough screen time. And the legend himself, Bill Heinzman, the zombie of zombies, the flesh eater was on screen for, like, 14 seconds, if that. Like, come on, man. Like, give him give him the best cameo, the best time any zombie can have on screen. Yeah, I didn't even notice he was in this movie till you told me. Like, um, you brought that up. I'm like, oh, that's cool, I guess. Uh, and then number one, of course, 
one of the most illogical things in this movie, I know, a, a zombie kung fu action prison mystical movie shit, the most obscene thing is everybody who happens to bleed in this prison only bleeds when they have escaped from the prison cells and are in the middle of the yard on top of a mass grave where Shadow is buried, and they happen to bleed there where their blood can feed him to come back from the dead. Like, how convoluted. Like, it, and it's not even like they get shot by guards there or something. No, somebody falls and their ankle is, is you know, bleeding. Somebody starts to give birth there. Like, what stupid fucking shit. Like, have somebody get killed there. That explains it a lot better. No, they happen to all bleed on the same exact spot on the property. It's the bleeding spot in the prison. <laughs> so you know that nobody in the prison will actually help them out, so... Alright, number three. So it's implied the baby that the one prisoner gave birth to was dragged down to hell by Shadow, but then he kind of wasn't, and then the doctor did some experiments on him or or something, or maybe it was a her, I don't, even, I don't even know. I'm not really sure what all that was about. It was very convoluted, and it didn't have much of an impact on the story, so I guess it doesn't matter, but like... The fuck was up with that? Was it demonic? Was it just a result of him getting um Tony Todd's blood? I, what the fuck? Like, I mean, not that we didn't give a spoiler alert, but spoiler, Paul, did you see the after credit scene? Oh yeah, the fucking baby pops up. It's like ah, sequel. It's never gonna happen. Exactly. It was to set up a sequel that never happened. So there was no way a sequel of this is ever gonna happen. Number two. There's no real explanation given as to why Shadow became an undead person or how he was able to control the zombies. It's implied that like, most of the zombies there were like, you know, the zombie, the zombified like bodies of the prisoners who were executed during a riot that took place during his execution, but doesn't really explain any of the zombie voodoo bullshit. And yeah, w what the fuck? Like, they're like, oh, um, Shadow is. He was super strong. He had all this amazing power. Like, well, how? Like, it had something to do with his blood, but... And if so, why was he in prison? He he could have just, like, escaped. Yeah, like, like later on when, um... Well, I guess another spoiler. Um, when, um, Solitaire is shown using super strength and getting his blood for some reason, um, she's... She, she does things that, like, should have been... That should have been way harder than just breaking through like the restraints of when he was um when he was executed. So none of it made any sense. And number one, so there were two different plots going on in this movie that seemed to conflict or at the very least didn't really work in conjunction with each other. There's one about this do the prison doctor trying to give people shadow strength by injecting them with um, his blood, which he kept for reasons that were like what twenty six years or something like that. <laughs> And, like, also, this story about Shadow coming back to life because people just can't help but bleed on top of where he was buried. <laughs> and I feel like they don't really work well together. The story seemed to have trouble juggling them, and as a result, Tony Todd wasn't in as many scenes as he probably should have been. And the whole thing just comes off as weird and goofy, and things that could have been explained by, like, by the fact that Solitaire was his daughter, where, like, oh, well, she's also got super strength by having his blood, so I'm gonna fucking pick one. Like, does she have, like, extra super strength now? Well, probably not, because she still can't kill him. And then there's a fucking knife where, like, it met fight her mom, where it has magical powers for no reason, and it 
kills him in this ridiculous Deus Ex Machina. It's like one of the best parts of the movie was um, Tony Todd's fighting her. It's like, oh, do you even know how to use that knife? It's like, yeah, she fucking stabs him with it. Like, of course, it's like the fucking knife. <laughs> They're just like interwoven plots that like didn't work together, and it was just tad disorganized. And I think because of that, certain things didn't work out as well, and some characters weren't able to be in as many scenes as they probably should have. We didn't mention the dialogue, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, I sent you on the news. You're about to become a non-person. I saw your true power with my own eyes. I know more about you than you could possibly conceive. I could be like your sister or something. Humility is for the weak. There is strength in your blood. You and I are among the chosen few to attain immortality. God has fled. Hell reigns. Darkness prevails. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote or anything else you'd like to say about this movie, leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are of our scale 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I also gave it a 2 out of 10. Shadow Dead Riot has it all. Zombies, kung fu action, too many subplots to count, Tony Todd and the legend himself, Bill Heinzman. It's a women's prison movie that ticks all the boxes and keeps right on going. They don't have just one, but two corrupt officials in head of security and the doctor that hit on women indiscriminately. Blood galore flies around once the zombies come out to play. Sure, it's just one cliche after another, but it's all fun and games, even after someone loses an eye. Shadow Dead Riot is a, is a women's prison film starring icon, horror icon Tony Todd, which sounds really weird, but it's actually really good. Tony Todd plays the undead serial killer Shadow, who's come back seeking revenge and spreading chaos against the prison where he was executed long ago, which has since been rebuilt as a women's prison. The film has all the best aspects of a women's prison movie, nudity, violence, and terrible acting, with an interesting horror twist to shake things up. The story flows extremely well, with plenty of fights inter intermixed with the more mundane plot elements to keep things, things from getting stale. The plot is mostly coherent, if not a bit convoluted, and the practical effects are top-notch. Shadow Dead Riot has everything you could want from a prison, pr women's prison movie and a horror movie. We've always got ways to drink away this flick, drink away this flick, so come on and grab your drink, let's drink away this flick. We'll give some drinking games for this movie, but remember friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time a head explodes, take a drink. Number two, every time Solitaire has a vision, take a drink. Number three, Whenever Elsa gets interrupted by the warden, take a drink. Number four, anytime the doctor gives someone an injection, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Women Behind Bars Month, every time a cell or cage opens, take a drink. Every time someone bleeds excessively, take a drink. Every time someone is put in solitary confinement, take a drink. Every time a prison fight breaks out, take a drink. Every time there's a, there's a shower scene, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all their content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Well, we've come to the end of Women Behind Bars Month, so let's rank the four movies we've seen. In the number four spot for me, Women's Prison Massacre. 
It was a disappointment. Number three, a series of bad decisions. A better decision than Women's Prison Massacre, but it was a softcore porn. No more, no less. Generic softcore porn, prison setting. There you go. Number two, Women in Cages. It was actually fun to watch, even though it had a strangely un inconclusive ending. And number one, Shadow Dead Riot. Like I said, for a women's prison movie, it had everything, and then some. Yeah, number four series of bad decisions. It was a softcore porn, which, um, I mean, if you're into that, fine, but I was looking for more of a movie. Number three, Women's Prison Massacre. This movie sounded really cool. I love the title, and that was about the only thing about it I loved. The artwork was really good for the poster, too. There were some good scenes in it, but overall, not what I was expecting. Number two, Women in Cages, which was genuinely enjoyable. A lot of, um, a lot of fun scenes, a lot of, um... Interesting uh, developments and a lot of violence. But number one, Shadow Dead Riot, which had everything you'd want in a women's prison mo movie and more. Well, you know what's next month, Paul. Oh, it's boy. March, and you know what that means. Another acronym. <laughs> and this year, the acronym for March is Murderous Abominable Rodents Consume Humanity. Just had to be rodents. So we'll be taking a look at the 1984 film Rats. Nights of Terror. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs>